This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Coming up on 5 Minute News. Quiet ties and secret talks paved the way for UAE-Israel deal. Trump demands restoration of UN sanctions against Iran. And Mauritius arrests captain of Japanese ship that spilled oil. It's Thursday, August 20. I'm Anthony Davis. Secret talks and quiet ties paved the way for last week's deal between the United Arab Emirates and Israel to normalise relations. Touted by Donald Trump as a major Middle East breakthrough, the agreement was in fact the culmination of more than a decade of quiet links rooted in frenzied opposition to Iran that predated Trump and even Barack Obama, as well as Trump's avowed goal to undo his predecessor's Middle East legacy. The deal leaves behind what has been a cornerstone of US policy in the region, resolution of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. The efforts to achieve that goal picked up speed 17 months ago at a US-led conference in Warsaw, according to officials involved. That February 2019 meeting, originally conceived as an anti-Iran gathering, morphed into a broader Middle East security endeavour after European objections to its agenda. Many countries opted not to send their top diplomats, and Russia, China and the Palestinians skipped it entirely. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu attended, however, as did the foreign ministers of key Arab states. At the summit, diplomats from Saudi Arabia, the UAE and Bahrain spoke of the threat Iran posed to their security and its use of Shiite proxies in Iraq, Syria, Lebanon and Yemen. They stressed that confronting Iran had become the top priority ahead of resolving the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. More meetings followed in the US, Israel and the UAE capital of Abu Dhabi, culminating in last Thursday's Trump announcement that his administration had brokered a deal between Israel and the UAE to establish diplomatic relations and exchange embassies. The UAE said Israel also agreed to halt its controversial plans to annex large parts of the occupied West Bank sought by the Palestinians, although Netanyahu confirmed it was just a temporary pause. Israel and the UAE have never fought each other in war and do not share borders. Another impetus was the perception among Arab Gulf states that US dependability had waned from the Obama administration's nuclear deal with Iran to Trump's unpredictability in foreign policy. Saudi Arabia and the UAE were also barred by Congress from purchasing billions of dollars in US weapons due to the humanitarian toll of their war in Yemen before Trump vetoed the measures. 
Today, the United States is demanding that all United Nations sanctions be reimposed against Iran, a move that follows America's embarrassing failure to extend an arms embargo against Tehran. The administration's insistence on snapping back international sanctions against Iran sets the stage for a contentious dispute. It's possible that the US call will be ignored by other UN members, an outcome that could call into question the UN Security Council's ability to enforce its own legally binding decisions. The Trump administration wants to reimpose all international sanctions that had been eased under the deal. Other nations claim the US has no standing to make the demand because the Trump administration pulled the US out of the Iran nuclear deal two years ago. Mike Pompeo and Donald Trump have made no secret of their intention to invoke the rare and controversial diplomatic move in the wake of the administration's defeat at the United Nations last week on extending the arms embargo. Russia and China bitterly oppose reimposing sanctions on Iran. So do other Security Council members, including US allies Britain and France, a dispute that could result in a battle over the legitimacy of the UN's most powerful body. What the administration's position does not account for is a scenario in which the rest of the world simply ignores the United States on the grounds that it no longer has legal standing to invoke snapback. Other countries may also hedge their bets pending the outcome of the November 3rd presidential election, believing that Democratic nominee Joe Biden would reverse Trump's decision should the president fail to win a second term. Authorities in Mauritius have arrested the captain of the Japanese ship that ran aground on a coral reef and spilled a thousand tons of oil on the Indian Ocean's protected coastline. Sunil Kumar Nandeshwa, captain of the MV Wakashio and who is from India, was charged with endangering safe navigation and is in custody pending a bail hearing next week. The damaged ship spilled more than a 1,000 tonnes of its cargo of 4,000 tonnes of fuel into the turquoise waters of the Marburg Lagoon, one of the island's most pristine coastal areas. Most of the remaining 3,000 tonnes of fuel was pumped off the ship before it split into two, but environmental groups warned that the damage to the surrounding coral reefs could be irreversible. The ship was meant to stay at least 10 miles from shore, but it ran aground just a mile from the island. Owner Nagashiki Shipping is investigating why the ship went off course and sent experts to help clean up the damage. The island nation of some 1.3 million people relies heavily on tourism and already had taken a severe hit due to travel restrictions during the coronavirus pandemic. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Please subscribe, rate and review us at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering unbiased, verified and truthful world news daily. This is Peter. And this is Tom. We want to tell you guys a little bit about our podcast. Tom and I met in college, became best friends, and then teachers almost 20 years ago. 
Sometimes school just does not allow us to elaborate on the topics that we find interesting, like the real shark attacks that inspired the movie Jaws, or the real historical context to Indiana Jones artifacts. Where does cereal come from? Or are zombies real? Does Ben Franklin really deserve to be on a $100 bill? On our podcast, just like in our class, there are no stupid questions. Just two friends having lighthearted conversation about history, pop culture, and the context of current events. Listen to History Teachers Talking Podcast from Evergreen Network, anywhere you get your podcasts.